Hey folks, just want to remind you again, we are doing a live show at the Baltimore Podcast Festival, Friday, May 19th at the Single Carrot Theater. That's 2600 North Howard Street. Totally free. We would love to see you there. More details at bmore, B-M-O-R-E, podfest.com. bmorepodfest.com. Come see us. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the mega podcasting powers. And with me, as always, is a man that until recently, I'd had no reason to suspect had accidentally been switched at the hospital. But the more I think about it, the more I'm confused. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. We should, I would love to see what happens if we told someone we were twins. Like, have you ever seen that movie? And like, oh, <laughs> twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Dan DeVito. Like, no, 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 big business. <laughs> uh, every other week, we get together and dissect a piece of 1980s pop culture, a movie, a TV show, what have you. This week, wrapping up the Andrew programs, the show in the month of April month. It's a very long title. It's not very catchy. Hashtag that we'll shit. See if it's <laughs> we'll Hashtag see. Hashtag Andrew case. programs, the show in the month of April. There's an entire tweet. <laughs> I mean, that's a it's whole no tweet. Trip, it's not. It's no trip drives the wiener mobile hashtag, but we'll see. We'll see if it gets catches on the same way. Uh, we watched Big Business, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the '80s. It's your twins. Something's gotta be done about your twins. When the mega powers explode, I'm talking about the '80s. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 yeah. Mega power, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. I'd like to start off this episode of the show by by looking at my brother in the in the Skype chat window that we have open and saying this to you from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you in the eye. You picked the worst possible movie for the two of us. We can't keep characters and character names straight under normal circumstances. <laughs> and you have Lily Tomlin and fucking Bette Midler playing variants of themselves with the same haircut and the same outfits on. Fuck you, buddy. This was like this was like literally designed in a laboratory to make me confused and hurt my brain. I had to watch this movie in three parts because I kept getting too confused and having to pause it and read the Wikipedia. And then I would have missed <laughs> and stuff. And it's a very and small Wikipedia. It. It's a short Wikipedia too. That's the problem. Yeah. This movie is so confusing. So that's, that's where I want to start things off. Like a hearty fuck you for doing this to me and probably yourself too, because we are very bad at this. Yeah. Keeping people straight but thing. As long as we can keep their first names separate, which luckily, like, they both have the same first names, like both sets of twins. That makes it worse. The characters, I can't tell them apart because it's the same name. They're both called Rose and they're both called. Well, then we other the other be like Bet Rose or Bet Sadie as opposed to like the country Rose and the city Sadie. No, the, both Bette Midler characters are named. No, I'm saying if they weren't that way, we'd have to be like, well, the Bet Rose is a, or the Bet Sadie. Like if they weren't both named Rose. I, I think it was worse. I wish they just had different names so I could call one Rose and one Angela and one Sadie and one Paula because, you know, normal things. Anyway, we start off in. Uh, With the Chips Ahoy piece. song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or my swing class song. A, bumping along in a car. Being driven by a driver, uh, like a driver proper, not being driven by just any old person. And in the back seat is a woman about to give birth and her Did husband. Did she say she was 40 months pregnant? Yes. Okay. She was just, she basically was like, I didn't want this in the first place, you monster. Um, so, so we go to the hospital or we stop by this farmer and the, they're like, hey, where's the nearest hospital? And he's like, 60 miles. They're like, that won't do. And he's like, well, there's this other place three miles away. And so they speed off towards it. Then the farmer's wife walks out, also very pregnant, and is like, it's time to go. And there's like 65 kids running around this farm. Mm-hmm. So we go to this They basically have litters, hospital. I feel like. I feel like she just pops out like <laughs> quadruples each time. <laughs> clearly. There's a lot of dirty-faced farm kids on this in this scene. So uh, they go to the hospital and – the hospital is for people that work at this one factory. And apparently the parents are so rich that they just go buy the whole factory 
and now they also own the hospital. It's 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 a bit excessive. It, it feels a little ridiculous. It feels like you could have just as easily against... been like, "Here's a million dollars. Let us have a baby here." Yeah, and or just like you know, doctors take take doctors take a Hippocratic oath, and it feels like maybe they would just like feel the need to not let this baby be born outside the hospital in the dirt. I in don't a, know. In Call a manger, you might hey. say. Hey, no. Bette Midler is not Jesus. <laughs> I know what you think. I know what you're trying to do over there. I know that she's you might like the say high Bette queen Midler of is, the gays. You might say Bette Midler is but she's divine. Not Jesus. Uh, there's also a bit where the nurse is pouring a glass of apple juice for the doctor, and then she's also handling a bunch of pee samples, and then she puts it's the weird. juice. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So she puts the pee sample onto this juice tray that she's making, and it's like, well, someone's drinking that pee. Like, and come on, movie. The payoff isn't even good about it. She just like walks out of her room and is like, ingrates. And I was like, yeah, that was it. That's the payoff for the yeah. pee joke. So what sets this whole movie in motion is this farmer and his wife are having twins in one room, and and the other room, the rich fancy pants people are having twins and then when they put the twins in the cradles oh no they screwed up and they put one of the farmer twins in one of the new yorkers cradles and vice versa <sighs> i'm exhausted already talking about this movie i just i just want you to know like, why I'm confused. i think because i'm already confused twin mixed still babies at this point. aren't a thing anymore and i think they're a, they're more fun than we remember them um here's the other thing i have a problem with yes no that's not at all true here's the other thing i thought of while i was watching this Pre-ultrasounds, did they have any way to figure out you were having twins? Or was that just like a surprise on the day? Um, I think the only thing that would um, have given that away would be like belly size. So it would – yeah, because it's like – I get that for a long time we didn't know the sex of the baby until they came out, which is like, yeah, it's, it's somewhat tough to repair. But it feels like a way bigger thing to just find out on the day. Like, oh, by the way, there's two of them now. Oopsies. Yeah, I, I am – from what I understand, no, like I have a friend who's pregnant with twins. From what I understand, like it's just you're just like bigger earlier, so mm. it's like oh, normally a woman who's like six months pregnant would not look like this, right? So interesting. That's probably maybe probably I don't know, but I would assume they would have some sort of visual idea based on like belly size. Mm. All right, anyway, um, and they make sure to show you that like the New York. The New York rich woman is like, I don't like needles. And then the like farmer's wife is like, Whew. like she's basically just breathing the babies out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then immediately after the babies are born, both the New Yorker and the farmer give the wife push presents, which is weird because I thought that was definitely a made up new thing for 2017 or whatever. But the farmer gives his wife a hand carved duck and the New Yorker gives like some bejeweled piece of something or other together. Another another piece of the Jane Seymour open hearts collection. Yes. Gets put into it. Hey, if you want to pay us money, shitty jewelry company, we'll take it. Like we'll we'll take it. I don't even remember what your name is, but we'll take it. I don't I just know it's the open hearts collection. Um and the the farmer hears the New Yorkers call the babies Sadie and Rose, and he goes to his wife and says, How will we call our babies Sadie and Rose? And oh boy, this movie is going to be super confusing, isn't it? It is. It is super confusing. Hooray. Like I said, we're lucky that they were both called the same, like both, like that the Bette Midler characters were called the same name. No, I think it's worse because I had to take all my notes as, as country Bette Midler and city Bette Midler. I did write country bumpkin Bette Midler at one point. Yeah. Um, so, Flash forward to present day, and adult Bette Midler is in charge. We hear of "Let the, the River Run" company. as we, <laughs> as we like pan across New York City. Um, the company is called Moramax, which seems to me then would be better suited as the name of like a dystopian science fiction thriller, like Moramax. The only thing you'll ever need is Moramax. I agree. I do like that. Is that it? Also, sounds like Miramax. Well, yeah. Um, but Bet is a huge jerk, and her sister Lily Tomlin. She's like the, the Miranda si- Priestly, okay, gonna, and I okay. love it. I think we need to do City Bet Midler and Country Bet Midler, and City Bet Lily Tomlin and and Country Lily Tomlin. Yes, sure. City Agreed. and Country, I can do that for 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 podcasts. Okay, so City Bet Midler is a huge jerk, and City Lily Tomlin is like a real flighty. She's playing with a dog. And okay, she just like is, is kind of a fruit. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second. Is oh, City Bet Midler a bitch? Or is she just strong in business? Because if a man did everything she was doing, would you think anything of it? 
I would think a guy who is this mean to his subordinates is an asshole, just like I think the Bette Midler's character is an asshole. Okay. It's not... I don't think she's a jerk because she's the head of a company. I think she's a jerk because he treats the people around her like shit. And I would say that about a male character, too. I honestly, in my personal working life, had ha- have had female bosses in almost every job I've had. And I've never felt like the weird, like, oh, she's a huge bitch thing that people talk about in with for the women I work for. But just like any boss that I've ever had, male or female, like, sometimes they're not very nice. And, yeah, that's frustrating. But, like, I've never had the thing where... I guess because I've had so many female bosses, it doesn't feel weird to me. Yeah. Like I've had a majority of them and like, to me, that's just a kind of a standard thing. So I have, I mean, I'm not an asshole. I'm not a crazy person, but I see your point, but I still think this character is supposed to be looked at as a jerk. No? I, I think so. But some, some of what she was doing, I was like, I don't know. That feels just like smart business or like closing the factory and stuff like that. I think doesn't make her a jerk. That is like, whatever. If you're looking at the numbers and the bear, I mean, it's, the, the, it's not a decision I would make as gets, a sentimental well, person. That well, she also does do shady business later, which we'll discuss. But yeah, so, so yeah, but no. my big reason for calling her a jerk is because um, Richie Rich's dad is her like underling. That's who he was. Like, I was like, what other movie was he in? <laughs> Thank you. So she's just like really mean. Richie Rich's dad, and I think his partner, his boyfriend. Like because Wikipedia. Yeah. So like you don't, I don't, you don't really get it until like twenty minutes from the Way end of the in movie. The movie. And yeah. all of, I was like scrolling through Wikipedia and all of a sudden it was like so-and-so and his assistant slash boyfriend. And I was like, hold the phone. His what now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're dating. So Sidney Bet Midler is really mean to, to Richie Rich's dad. And that's why I would think that she's a jerk. Not because she's a head of a company. Um, but I think it's a valid point you raised. Um, so Bet Midler is the much more successful sister city bet midler city lily tomlin is like the flighty crunchy granola type she's definitely she because she was successful it's clear that the lily tomlin characters were supposed to be the country characters yes and the bet midler characters were supposed to be the city like where they were born is where they're supposed to have ended up basically yeah yeah exactly um and then we're introduced to city bet midler's son seth green how you doing was buddy? that really yeah i did not I'm mad I didn't Are notice that. Are you serious? That. I didn't notice that, no. Did you do, like, all of the drugs before you watched that movie? No, I watched it, like, literally an hour and a half ago. Yeah, that's totally Seth Green, my dude. I believe you. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, and he is, he is your standard movie shitty kid. Like, he's spoiled. He has no parental guidance because City Bette Midler is, you know, obviously running this company. And this Oh, I see it win. now. Okay, now that you say it, I see it. You know what the one part about this movie that made me less mad at you was? It's a reunion for both Bert and shit. What's his name in Tremors? It's it's Bert from Tremors and Kevin Bacon's sidekick in Tremors. What? Yeah. The 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 guy, the balding guy in glasses who is coming after City Lily Tomlin and the guy who chases Country Lily Tomlin to New York are the two dudes from Tremors. I didn't know that. That's amazing. The, the one with the one with the glasses is Bert, like gun crazy Bert. The one, and then the other guy, the one who's like the, the surgeon. The, yes. Okay. Yes. And then the guy with the beard, Fred Ward, the guy with the beard and the like sort of flat top cut, who comes from the country to follow um, country Lily Tomlin, is is uh, Kevin Bacon's assist or coworker, like the co business owner. I I haven't. I need to rewatch Tremors. It's been a minute. So. It's a little little Tremors. Well, I guess this is before Tremors. So Tremors was the reunion. Anyway, um, so yeah. So Seth Green is there. And this is one of the handful of outfits. So I'm sure you have a lot to say about the outfits of the movie. But there's one. There's a couple times in this movie where they give Bette Midler these like really high collars. And it's just like really goofy looking outfits because it makes her neck disappear. And so like this poor woman is now like wearing this this presumably very expensive shirt or dress or what have you, but it just like the collar goes all the way up to her earlobes practically. So it's just like a very strange looking clothes. I think design. it's just what the eighties did. Like, I think it was the eighties. Like let's use as much fabric as possible. Oh no, it's totally of the era. It just is like, who, what was the impetus behind like, let's make all human beings look like their heads sprouted out of their torso. Like we want like, everyone to look neck. like a walking box yeah. covered in ruffles. Yeah. We want them to look like those mucinex creatures. Can we make all <laughs> yes. human beings look like those mucinex boogers? Basically. Um, so I just felt bad for Bette Midler. She's running around in these outfits looking like some sort of, I don't even know what you would call it, a minion? 
<laughs> kind of, I guess. <laughs> it's not a shot of Ben Midler. It's a shot of the costumes. Like they just they're they're really high. A shot of eighties fashion, really high collared, rather. Um, so we cut to the countryside, and it's like, all right, let's let's introduce the country, and it's we have country a big old fat common. man with a with suspenders and a belt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, those you look. don't need. To, you don't wear both. They both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they both do the same job. Like you don't. You don't put on a life jacket and then put a life preserver around your neck. <laughs> hey, hey, get you some pants that can do both. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Lily Tomlin gives this like fiery speech about how she's like gonna go and stick it to these New Yorkers and they're not gonna be you know taken advantage of and et cetera, et cetera. And then she introduces a band who starts playing like some, you know, Appalachian country music, Appalachian country music. And they pull back a curtain and Country Bet Midler is milking a cow in sync so that like the noise of the milk hitting the bucket is giving percussion. And she is it's singing a song. 15 minutes it. into the movie, by the way. And Bette Midler singing her first song. Oh, this surprised you? I, I was surprised it took this long. Well, I was like, I wonder when it's going to happen. I didn't think it was going to be 15 I, minutes in, and I didn't think her first song was going to be in a purple gingham dress milking a cow. Well, that all feels, those things are true. That feels like a weird one. And also, she does, like, a lot of singing in this movie. I, I don't just a lot of singing. She does a lot of yodeling. There's, like, three or four times when she starts belting out a tune in this. No, we get it. We know yodels. you're Bette Midler. She yodels a lot in this movie. She doesn't sing a lot. A lot of it's like, I didn't like any of it, is what I'm trying to say. Too much singing. We get it. It's not that I don't like musicals. This isn't a musical. If it has Bette Midler. I love the Blues Brothers. That's basically a musical. If it has Bette Midler, it's a musical. Um, So anyway, they're they're closing this factory and uh, lying to the town about what they're doing. Um, Well, does the town know that they're going to like shut it down? Or does the town think they're just going to sell it? The town thinks it's being sold and doesn't know what that means for them. And they can read between the lines that, like, that's probably not good. But the town folks definitely don't have the knowledge that, like, all oh, this shit's going to go down. Because it is definitely set up that way. Also, um, what is strip mining? Do you know? Because I don't. Yeah, it's when you basically take the top layer of earth completely off to get to the stuff that's underneath. It's the most devastating to the environment way to do the mining because you just literally are removing chunks of the earth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not, it's, it's very, uh, wreaks havoc on the whole thing. You just, I mean, you just click basically just ch- taking chunks out. So all that ecosystems destroyed. It's yeah, pretty, pretty da- unbelievably damaging. Um, but yeah, so like the city Bette Midler and city Lily Tomlin are in a boardroom and trying to like figure out whether they're going to save this little podunk town where they were born. And uh, well, no, Bette Midler is like, no, we're going to sell it. It'll be fine because the company is going to keep the company the new company is going to keep the factory open the same way blah 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 blah. we just won't own it anymore right and and city lily tomlin is like hey we were born there it's kind of messed up that you wouldn't hold on to that thing you know how you know it seems like an asset that's worth saving and city but midler grabs her by the back of the hair and is like you listen to me you shut up about business you know nothing eat your muffin and then she puts her face into a muffin she slams it into it like a hundred times. Lily Tomlin's yeah. all bloodied. It's really a weird turn for big business when she does that. Uh, no, obviously that's fake, but she does. She does kind of get in her face about it. Um, also, I kind of have a problem with this movie alleging that like being a shithead nouveau rich person is something that is biologically inherited. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily because because country li- country Bette Midler isn't necessarily a shithead. She just wants to be in the city. She like knows she's supposed to be in the city. Well, but she she talks about the town like she's too big and too good for it. A little bit, but she is clearly she's Bette Midler. What I'm saying is like, but are like, are we really like alleging that like being a bougie New Yorker is something that is just inherently in your genes? I wouldn't be shocked. That's what the message of this the movie is. I wouldn't be super shocked. New York is a certain kind wouldn't... of person. A specific kind of person lives in New York. Yeah, but like, does that mean that like New Yorker parents birth New Yorker children? Is that that seems kind of crazy. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> All right. That's a weird tangent. We could have another discussion another time. I just thought that was a weird thing that like, like sit country bet Midler's like, I wish I was born in the city and city Lily Tomlin's like, I want the vast countryside. I want adventure in the great wide somewhere. She spins around in a blue dress. 
So Country Lily Tomlin gets proposed to by Fred Ward, who we were talking about before. You might know from Tremors. Um, and she's basically like, hey, not a super great time. I'm about to go like fight for our town and stuff. Like Maybe we talk about this when I get back. Also, that ring you're giving me has a golf ball on it. And I'm not like super sure that I'm really into that. But again, we can talk about that all later. Pin in it. We'll put a pin in it. Yeah, I'm only going for like a week or so. Like We'll just do this and get back. Also... I really love that he is preparing for the mini masters, which is a golf tournament where it's mini golf. Is that a real thing? It is. It is kind of a real thing, but it's not, it's not to the scale that it is in this movie. But I was immediately like, I would totally watch that on TV. Wouldn't you? I would a hundred percent watch that. I would bet on that. Yeah. I would drink to it. It'd be a thing. I want to see too, like a mixture of professional golfers and like really good putt putt players, because I think that would be a really interesting like face off. Oh, like I think that'd be fun or like pair them up. Yeah. 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 I want you to pair like a, a, a professional golfer who's, who's game for it with somebody who's a very good puppet player. Cause those are not the same thing necessarily. Um, anyway, I just really like that. That's his, his job is like pro putt putt player. I think that's dope as hell. I agree. Um, so uh, they're, they're, they're packing up to go and, and country bet Midler is basically like, look, I'm not coming back. I've always wanted to go to New York. I'm going to try to make it there. And so she's like saying goodbye and getting all of a clamped and stuff. Um, but as she's doing that, this little boy comes running out of the back to give her a hug and horrible ADR. Yeah. What the hell is with the eighties and the freaky kid ADR? Maybe Why? kids in the eighties just couldn't enunciate. No, I get that part, but like you're telling me you couldn't get any kid in the studio to do that line. Like any child to do it. They had to have an adult be like, Hey, Bat Miller, you gonna bring me back something from the toy store up there in a fancy pants in New York City or something like that? That is exactly what that sounded like. Yeah, it's just like I don't. It doesn't sound like a child. Like they they can't <laughs> you even ever get heard a child at, speak. Yeah, like there are professional voice actors who do children's voices. Can't you get one of them in on retainer? They just like, all sound like just, Tommy Pickles. That's fine. At least it sounds like a child and not me doing that our Uber driver voice. Like, get out of here. Please don't throw up in the back seat. There's plastic bags. <laughs> I got so many of them back there. You just, you pull one out of that sleeve. It's fine. I made the sleeve too myself. It's actually an old paper towel roll. I painted it. It's black now. It looks, it smashes the interior of the vehicle. I put better. puffy paint and glitter stars. Puke in the, if you're going to spew, spew in this. I really like Wayne's World. Are you familiar with that film? It has googly eyes. <laughs> you want to listen to Bohemian Rhapsody while you throw up? I find that helps me get it going. Again, big Wayne's World fan. <laughs> so bet, mo- uh, anyway. bet Motor? Bet, bet Midler yodels bet in the car? <laughs> Coming to Cars 3, <laughs> Bet Motor. She's the one who kills Lightning McQueen in that trailer. Hey, hey, mate, are you going my way? You can go my own, own way. Hmm? Oh, I went with a different song. What song did you do? <laughs> you are the road beneath my wheels. Oh, I like that one. That's it. There it is. Dunked on um. Take a picture. <laughs> Dunked on him. He dunked on him. City Bette Midler and City Lily Tomlin are going to the airport to pick up their Italian buyer who's going to be buying the Virginia factory. And as they arrive at the airport by car, Country Lily Tomlin and Country Bette Midler arrive at the airport by plane to like stop the bit, like stay in New York and like do whatever they were planning to do. They're shareholders of the company, so they're they're able to go to the shareholders meeting and voice opposition to the sale. Oh, is that what they? Oh, I didn't realize that's what that was. I thought they were just showing up to like stop yeah. it. No, they're trying to go to the shareholders meeting. That's the reason for going to New York. I thought they were just showing up to like show their opposition. I didn't realize they were like literally attending the meeting, like allowed to. Yeah. Yep. 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 Good. Um. So the uh, the guy, the investor, his name is Fabio, and he accidentally meets. Uh, country Bet Midler and Country Lily Tomlin, and the, because the limo driver recognizes them, because obviously they look just the same as City Bet Midler and City Lily Tomlin, is like, "Well, come on, ladies, get in the get in the limo. What have you been waiting for? I had to drive around the mall, the the mall, drive around the airport like nine times." So the Country Bet Midler and Lily Tomlin hop in this limo with Fabio, who's like this, you know, 
sexy Italian man who wants to buy their company and strip mine it. Um, and then we end up with City Bet Midler and City Lily Tomlin, like getting in a cab and then real- revealing that they have no money and the cab driver just like dumps. They them have out no and, cash. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing they're supposed to be in like Harlem or something, but cause it, they obviously are in the wrong part of town. And are credit like, cards oh, not a thing in the eighties? Not in the cab. Oh, I guess that's like a cabs thing. didn't start. Dude, pre Uber cabs did not take credit cards. And now they do, and it's great. Yeah, but I'm like I'm talking like within the last five years, cabs start taking credit cards because Uber's done such a bite out of them. But like you would you would go and like try to take get home from the bar and you just you'd be stuck if you didn't have cash. That's uh, yeah, that's true. So yeah, no, they're crazy about that stuff. Uh, anyway, there's a, you the, want to know the part that upset me more than anything else in this whole movie? Yes. In the limo, country Lily Tomlin rips a stick of like a Wrigley's gum, like a full size stick of gum, rips it in half and offers Fabio half of it, even though the pack of gum is full. That is grounds for arrest <laughs> in my book. If you are going to rip a piece of Wrigley's gum in half and it's Double not your last gum. piece, d- whatever. If you're ripping a piece of gum in half and it's not your last piece and you're doing me a favor, you're an asshole. I'm sorry. They they literally cost a nickel. Those packs of gum cost 25 cents. There's five sticks in there. If you can't just give me a nickel, I don't want to be your friend. I'm going to be real upfront about it. If you, can't, if you can't spare a nickel when I ask you for a piece of gum, stop being my friend. I'm on board for that. Just if you're out there, dissectomaniacs, and you're ripping your pieces of gum in half, just stop doing it. Was that. it like an eighties thing? I don't know, but I saw her do it. I think it's just supposed to be like she's very frugal, which it is she is, yeah. obviously. And there's nothing wrong with being frugal. There's nothing wrong with being frugal. You're one to talk. Yeah. <laughs> you're one to frugal ripping, shame. If you're, <laughs> if you're ripping sticks of gum in half, you're a goddamn monster and you should be put down, is what I'm saying. Don't do that. That's a bad look. As a cheap bastard, I'm telling you, that's a bad look. <laughs> but then the fo- the car phone rings, and the li- country Lily Tomlin and country Bitler are just looking at each other and looking at the Italian man like, uh, and the driver's like, is someone going to answer the damn phone? <laughs> <laughs> He's really good. I like him a lot. Yeah. I wanted more of, I feel like in t- if this movie were made today, his character would be bigger. Absolutely, because he would have kind of like ended up accidentally taking one of them under the wing somehow. Yeah, he would have figured he'd, he'd been out. like yeah, teaching them stuff because he would know so much about their lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. So they go to the All Sweet Plaza Hotel in New York City, uh, and this is where I realized Bette Midler has Bette Midler as an actress has one setting, and that's Eleven. Like she is yeah. just on board for everything you're gonna do. You realize that while watching this movie today. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen my, you. I haven't seen much Bit Midler acting. I've seen. I like. Okay. I know. Like. I've seen her in Gypsy. I've seen her in Hocus Pocus. And I've seen her in this. I thought that just like came with the starter kit when you realized you were a part of the LGBTQ plus spectrum. <gasps> kind of. Yes. But like, I've still never seen Beaches. One day for the show, baby. One oh day for God. The show. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was just like part of it. Like, it, I mean, like, having hey. uh, being having an appreciation for her is a part of it. You're like, hey, mom and dad, like, I just, I got something to tell you. And then the stork came with your box and there was Bette Midler's Greatest Hits. So you want to learn how to be on Broadway, the book, and, uh, you know, like a tight tank top. A crop top tank top. (laughs) Oh, and a vodka soda. And they're like, (laughs) open this when you're of drinking age, but this is what you drink now. Yes. Enjoy. Or vodka pineapple. Oh, that's new. That's, yeah, a lot of my friends drink vodka pineapple. Okay. Um, uh, so I do love Bette Midler. Like, I appreciate sorry. her work. Is that, is that not funny? Is that, I think it's funny. funny. Okay. All right. I think that's really funny. I'm making jokes about you specifically that happen to be gay stereotypes, but, but like, they're about they, you. They happen, but they happen to be pretty accurate for a bulk of the, L, the the LGBT community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, they're okay. I approve of these jokes. If anyone's okay. going to come for you, make sure, come for like, me. I, I, like I know I my boundary for you is different than the boundary in real life. Like whether these jokes are appropriate. Like I obviously can tease you a little more than I might tease anyone, but I just want to make sure that I'm not being a shit. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm stamping these of approval. If someone wants to come for you, they can come for me. Okay. All right. (laughs) So uh, city or sorry, country Bette Midler. See, see, you see what you've done to me. (laughs) Country Bette Bette Midler. Midler. (laughs) Space Bette Midler. (laughs) 
and underwater Lily Tomlin. Oh my god, I need that. I've never known how much I needed that, but I need that real bad. I need this. I want her in like silver mylar. (laughs) Oh god. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, underwater Lily Tomlin and Space Bet Midler. Star in Interstellar Business. Uh, this movie's not very good. In case you haven't figured that out yet, yeah, we don't typically do fun. three minutes on Uber. It's it's not great. It's fun. <laughs> when the Uber driver character is like third build in this podcast, <laughs> it's generally like not the best look for the podcast. No. Um. So Country Bet Midler and Country Lily Tomlin basically do Home Alone two because they go into the Plaza Hotel and there's like a ridiculous. Uh, suite that they're in and there's like a wine and cheese basket and all this stuff and they're just like marveling at the space that they're in which is well bet midler is lily tomlin's like they're just trying to buy us over so they we won't dissent against the sale yeah and bet midler's like rubbing cheeses on her body like look how fancy (laughs) this one's blue um yeah so twin swap movies aren't a thing any like what do you think the last like big twin swap twin themed movie was um freaky friday not freaky friday parent trap i think like the remake with yeah, parent, Lindsay Lohan. freaky friday is a body switch which is not this yeah i guess the parent trap is the last one that comes to mind for me yeah i think that might be that because and that's even a different you, genre of twin swap right you gotta do some pretty hard stretching of disbelief for a twin swap movie to even make sense is the problem like like this one has one premise, but unless you're going to keep doing this premise of like switch at the hospital, it's pretty hard to do that believably. Yeah, I think free. I, th- I keep saying Freaky Friday because it's the other Lindsay Lohan remake. Yeah. Um, the, the the Parent Trap I think is a fairly believable concept. Right, but like how those don't they get how do what, what I forget why they <laughs> are separated in that movie. The parents are separated, and they each got custody of one kid when they were babies. Yes. But so you still have that extremely fucked up thing that the parents like just didn't tell them that they have a sibling. Yeah. Which is insane. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard to do that movie with the current technology because you'd be like, here's your sister. Skype with her. Yeah, I guess. Yes. But it's more like they don't want to talk to the father. Any- so like they pretend that they don't exist. Yeah. Again, that's really fucked up. That's like super duper fucked up. That is. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's super fucked up. So. Um. City Bet Midler and City Lily Tomlin finally show up at the hotel and they're ranting and raving because the room's been given away to someone else. And they're like, would you like this identical room next door? And we're like, we get it. It's a twin movie. Yeah. So they give them their... She, she, Go ahead. She, that guy who works at the front desk and tries to help him also says that he's never been above the third floor of the hotel, which is like a very weird cast system they have. <laughs> yeah. It's sad also. Uh, Jerry, you're a lower floors attendant. I'm sorry to tell you, you're not you're not ready for middle floors. You don't have the face for the upper floors. Jerry, look at that bald spot. You you're a lower floor person. (laughs) Um, But this poor front desk man, I think, has the most like back and forth with because he keeps talking to city bet midler and then country bet midler and country bet midler is nice to him and is like you have to see the view from my room it's amazing it's fantastic and then city bet midler is like you're a monster and you're worthless get out of my face and i was like i feel like this man got the most effed up oh absolutely because one of these bet midlers is kind of trying to have sex with them and the other bet midler kind of wants to put him in put his Make him do the curb thing from the oh, don't, history X. Don't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> well, it's true. That's curb how she treats is him. It's least favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's everybody's least favorite thing in the world. I don't know about that. But, like, literally, ah, oh, it's the worst. I picture it every time someone says it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Blah. 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 Um, so, City Bet Midler blows off Fabio. Because she doesn't know and who he is, he, right? And he's also at the hotel. So at the hotel, just just for just for catching everybody up, we got City Bet Midler and City Lily Tomlin sharing a suite next door to Country Bet Midler and Country Lily Tomlin. Also in the hotel is Fabio, and then later in the hotel will also be their assistants. Which like, why are all of these people who work and live in New York staying at the hotel for the reason? Like this is why we had to bail out Wall Street. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. I was All curious why the city Lily Tomlin and City Bit Midler were like, 
hookahs are sweet at the plaza. And I was like, you live in New York. Yeah, presumably at a nice-ass apartment. Why are you spending your shareholders' money on suites at the plaza? Hmm? Hmm? The people demand And probably answers. helicopters. And probably helicopters to get you there. Absolutely helicopters to get there. Listen, big banks. Big business. We, we're on to you, big business. This section of the podcast brought to you by jokes that aren't very funny. <laughs> and could be taken too seriously. <laughs> Um, this is where they do a bit about stuff they're not qualified to talk about. <laughs> and this is where I was like, I realized like how, I love farce. I think I, it's well executed farce. And in terms of like farcical stuff, this movie is well executed in that way. I, my sincerely, my only issue with it is like, I deeply had trouble telling them apart and I needed like a beauty mark on the one twin just so I knew like, I, I'm not like, I, this is not to be funny for this comedy podcast. I genuinely with the Lily Tomlin characters had sections where I didn't know which one was which. And it was hard because both the city Lily Tomlin character and the country Lily Tomlin character are against the sale of the, of the factory. And so the country Lily Tomlin is way more outspoken than the city one, but there's times when they're talking and I just don't know which one it is. And so I'm, t I'm totally like, I love a French door comedy thing. And like, I love madcap farcical wackiness, but I just, I genuinely could not tell these characters apart and it hurt my brain. I agree that I think, I think they had to look because of how many people were confusing them. They had to look very similar, but I agree that like, a beauty mark or something or like a lip color or something yeah. would have helped. Yeah. Even if just, even if just one of them wore lipstick all the time. So I knew like, like city bet Midler should have had like maybe bright red lipstick or something. Just, just something like that would have been enough to keep it apart because uh, later in the movie, they're literally wearing the same outfit, but the Lily Tomlin characters are often wearing the same sort of like um, colors, like uh, business casually kind of, uh, you know, slacks and, and shirts that are like similarly colored. They're both wearing like a save the town pin at one point. Like it's just Lily. Yeah. Very... City city Tomlin is wearing a save the whales and country Tomlin is wearing save the town. It's weird. Right. Right. Um, but there's there's so, there's a lot of well executed farcical scenes of like Bit Midler opens her city Bit Midler opens her door and goes to the elevator and is like oh I forgot my watch and goes into her room and as soon as she shuts the door country Midler comes out of her room and goes right into the open elevator and as the doors are closing city Bit Midler comes out and is like hold the elevator and the door is shut and I was like that's great yeah yeah the other thing I really enjoy like I think is a real bright spot of this movie is country Lily Tomlin being like crazy paranoid about them listening in on them or like trying to bribe them or they have them microchips this was a line she says at one point yeah no I really dig that I think it's pretty great um, the other thing I like that's just like a cool little piece of character moment um, that's that, that kind of helps create the character is when they're at dinner Fabio snaps at a waiter to get his attention and that's just such like mm -hmm. a great movie shorthand for like this person's a piece of shit like I just I think it's yeah. great little just a little tiny thing that does, tells so much story about a character where he's just like and the guy has to come at his beck and call. I, I really dig that. Did I ever tell you? Did I tell this? Tell me, I don't know if I've told it to you or on the podcast, but in either case, you can tell me if I need to. Uh, a couple, a few years back, like almost eight years ago, uh, I was at New Year's Eve and I was with some friends at a bar. And the guy who was tending bar, he actually later married uh, the, one of the women I was there with that night. That's but cool. they had just kind of met. Yeah, they had just kind of met at that point. And I was waiting in line and it's crowded. You know, I just wanted a beer. And I'm, New Year's Eve at a bar is always crowded affair. And so I'm just waiting, and, like, he, he and I got introduced early in the night, like, really briefly, but I was sure he wasn't going to remember my name. And I was, like, just sitting there, and I was I was listening to the music, and I, I ran my hand through my hair um, and was just waiting. And he's like, hey, man, I see you. It's not – and I was like, oh, oh, no. And I was like, what? He's like, you don't got to wave at me, man. Like, I'm really – and I was like, no, no, I wasn't. I just – I was playing with my hair. I don't – like, I was – you're so busy, obviously. I'm not – I'm not – Oh man, he thought I was. And so, like the first time I met the guy Charles, out of that context, I was like, "Man, I am so sorry that it looked like I was waving at you. Like you probably thought I was a huge jerk, and I just want you to know that I would never wave at a bartender." Yeah, I am terrified of my hands when I'm at a bar. Like as soon as yeah. I get to the bar, my hands are glued to the thing, or I'm like, yeah. I'm just looking at my phone. I haven't had my phone in my hand, so like I have something to do. Yeah, yeah. I think I was probably looking at my phone in one hand and like running my hand through the air with the other hair 
running my hand through my hair with the other, but yeah, it was anyway. Um, and so Bette Midler goes for a walk and the drive country Bette Midler goes for a walk and the driver's like, you walk this, I gotta see. And then country Lily Tomlin comes out and he opens the door and she's like, I don't think so buster. And he's like, I get paid the same no matter what. I don't care what you do. And she's like, okay, fine. Then take me somewhere. And then she gets in the front seat of the limo and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I also like that country Bette Midler hails a taxi and then some real rude New Yorker just sh- literally shoves her out of the way to get into it three times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which produces a real nice callback joke later where she bodies somebody out of the way to get into she a cab. She purses nice. some guy in the face. Yeah, yeah. She really crushes him. Um, and, and I also like that Country Bet Midler is like, this is just more of the country people are kind of dumb thing that goes on in this movie. But instead of going to buy like a fancy dress or whatever, all she wants to do is go to FAO Schwartz. Well, she looks at like Cartier and like Tiffany and she like window shops there. But I think she goes to FAO Schwartz to get something for the ADR kid. Oh, that's right. She did. That did. That's right. That she, kid does specifically ask for a toy. That is true. Uh, yeah. Your re, comment rescinded. That's a good point. I mean, also, I've been to FAO Schwartz. All right. When it was uh, we've been Schwartz, to FAO Schwartz time. several times. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, no floor piano anytime we went because you know, bucket list goals. I know. Um. And then here's the here's the one that here's the one that bothered me with the singing, truthfully, because the yodeling one was fine. But Country Bet Midler goes to the park, and there's these like We're five or talk six about dudes. Our kids. Oh, we can do that. Go ahead. Well, that happens before. Is my only thing. Yeah, go for it. Go for yeah, go for it. Yeah, she's in Fao Schwartz looking at toys, and so Country Bet Midler is in Fao Schwartz looking at toys, and Seth Green, who is City Bet Midler's son, sees her and like punches her or something and she's like what the hell's the matter with you and he's like i'm something something and so she hog ties um, it he says he's rambo oh he's rambo so she hog ties him to a support beam and pulls his headband into his mouth and is like and city bet midler's ex-husband or husband i don't know it's hard to tell and by the end who cares really oh no by the end it's a whole different horror monstrosity but we yeah will wait that is horrifying to me there. Yeah, um, yeah, we will wait and get there when we get there. And she's like, is he your problem? And he's like, is this your doing? And he's like, well, his mother spoils him rotten, thinking he's talking to his wife or right. ex-wife. And she's like, well, that's a shame. She's an idiot. Well, you have to be on your way and keep him under wraps. And then she runs away. And they're like, wait, what? Come back. And she's gone. <laughs> like, how confused would you uh, be? Yeah, no, it's bizarre. Like, you'd think your wife had a serious head injury. You would have ran after her and, like, gone and got Seth Green later. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. The, the actions of most of the characters who aren't the Bette Midler, Lily Tomlin characters are pretty bizarre in this movie. But here's here's the one where I got, like, a little bit annoyed with the whole Bette Midler has to sing in everything movie. So we go to the park, and there's these guys, like, five guys maybe, playing steel drums and, like, uh you know, grooving some tunes. Right. And like these dudes are hustling for money. That's what they're doing. Like they're, they're make, using their art to try to make some money and country Bet Midler like sidles up to them and just like decides to join the performance, I guess, and starts singing along. And like, if I was that dude, I'd be so mad. Like we're trying to hustle some tips, get away. What? Well, I think it, it plays to the whole, like she's from the country. Like she has no context for what these people are doing. Yeah, I know, but it just was like way too much singing. Yeah, but They're like working their butts off. And for me, that character thing made sense. Was that? For me, that's a character. That character choice made sense. Well, I just had had enough Bette Midler singing at that point, and I was I was ready for less Bette Midler singing in this. Uh, meanwhile, City Bette Midler is trying to bone Fabio because mm-hmm. and... he's trying to bone her, and they're like talking business, all sexy, and it's weird. Trip. Can you repeat your last line? Because I didn't hear it. Uh, they're being all like, like they're talking. They're being sexy by talking about business, and it's weird. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're talking about like hiding money in an offshore account and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then she sees her two subordinates, Richie Rich's dad and his partner, uh, eating like a meal and celebrating because they they essentially were told they didn't have to worry about the investigation they had to do, which made them both feel grody by country Lily Tomlin who had like barged into the workplace. And they all thought she was city Lily Tomlin and everyone's like, hi Rose. 
And she's like, y'all are really something investigating my life. And they're like, she's like, I don't talk to this person. Where's his office? And they're like, where it always is. And so to her, they're being a bunch of like standoffish New Yorkers. But to them, it's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Um, So they get sent back to to do more research. And they're in the, the hotel lobby. And they're like, all right, we've called every hotel. We can't find out where they had reservations. And then it dawns on Richie Rich's dad. He's like... Hicks always stay at the Y. Call the YMCA. So, like, uh, was the Y? Guess is- you could apparently you could actually stay at the YMCA. That's the thing. You could you could get yourself clean. Oh, you fuck off. Have a good fuck meal. all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> you could do whatever you feel. That's why it's fun to stay at the YMCA. That song was about a bathhouse at that point. But the, I mean, the, the YMCA did have like rooms for people who were like essentially homeless. I didn't. I forgot that was a thing because I think because yeah. we we did, other than like me going to like karate, we never used the Y very much. So I don't no, really have much context. No. Yeah, I don't think the Y that we ever used had uh, rooms like that. Like, yeah, no. Um, also, I really love the like, one of the more fun parts about doing New York movies for this podcast is it's before the to- the uh, Disneyification of Times Square, which like I'm glad Times Square is a safe area and good for people to go to, and it's probably a net game for the city of New York by like a huge margin. Yeah, but I also always kind of feel like I would have really enjoyed sleazy Times Square in New York a little bit, and I've w- you know would have wanted to see that one time. Uh, one time, but, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I love I love sleazy Times Square in New York in movies. I love it. I can't wait for when we do uh, that Friday the Thirteenth uh, movie where Jason goes to New York because that will be so much fun. Um, so there's an interesting like couple of failed proposals where uh, Bert from Tremors is trying to get City uh, Lily Tomlin to marry him. Bert from Tremors, Fred, isn't that the, Fred Ward. The, not Fred Ward. Fred Ward is after country Lily yes, Tomlin. Okay. I see Lily Tomlin is pursued by the the doctor. Yes. I was making sure that you yeah. were on the right track. Yes. No, I got that right. Okay. So City Lily Tomlin is being proposed to by a doctor, and she kind of blows him off, and country Lily Tomlin is being proposed to by uh, Fred Ward and, you know, blows him off. Uh, so these poor dudes have, like, failed proposals. Because they propose to a the lot wrong of... women. Yes. Just, like... They are trying to propose to the people he said, but they actually propose to the opposites. Yes, yes. And this is part of like a really insane sequence where like all of the characters are walking back and forth across the lobby of the hotel a bunch and like keep just missing each other. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where like, I don't think this movie would be 10 minutes long if Google existed. I don't think so at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been way over way more quickly, which is probably also why the twin movies don't happen now. I guess we kind of touched on that before, but this, they, they, they all desperately need Google in this. Um, like the one that you talked about before with the guy who works at the front desk, where like one, the, the country Bette Midler is like, Oh, you and I should go to dinner when you get off work. And then say Bette Midler comes along and is like, I should drown you in gravel. <laughs> I should toss you in a river. Yeah. Um, uh, along these lines, so Fred Ward and he's there pursuing country Lily Tomlin, and he gets into a conversation with Richie Rich's dad and his partner about like helping him track down the women he's looking for. And so they take him to dinner. No, they run it's... into. He finds City Lily Tomlin. Yes, and so they're talking in the lobby, and she sees City Lily Tomlin sees. Richie Rich's dad and his assistant is like, please help me. This man is crazy. And they real they think he's a Ratcliffe. They think he's a country person because they don't know Lily Tomlin's country. Lily Tomlin is a woman. Right. Um, so there's like a real classic Hickey and sushi kind of scene. And by kind of scene, I mean, literally that's what he does. Yeah. Was that a real restaurant? Not that I knew. Okay. I was, I, recognized. I was like, that feels awful. That This restaurant is just like, Everyone dress up as a geisha and appeal to white people with sushi. I mean, there's almost zero chance that didn't exist at some point in the early days of sushi being a thing. Yeah, I know. It's just sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's like, hey, this fish ain't done yet. Just barely barely dead. <laughs> kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this like really long monologue from City Lily Tomlin about how she has always hated New York and she like dreams of this life elsewhere and like has these bold dreams that she's never gotten to accomplish. 
And it feels like such a weird thing for this very rich character to not just like go pursue that life that she wants. Yeah, I think the only thing holding her back would be her sister and being like, I don't want to leave my like leave my family. But they don't even like each other. No, but still. <laughs> so that seems like a weird thing to hang around for to me. Anyway. Um, I also think playing two different playing twins would be super fun. Yeah, no, I don't. My Like I said, my issue is that I literally couldn't keep them apart. Like, I think this movie is entertaining in pieces, but I just, it was so, confu- like, I feel I felt like an idiot for most of it because I couldn't keep a character straight. There's also a bit that I really enjoy where uh, desk guy who thinks he's going to sleep with uh, one of the Bette Midlers goes to buy condoms in the lobby of the hotel. And, like, one, I really wanted to know what the price was because when you go to those little hotel gift shops, everything is, like, three times what it costs. So, like... Uh, the box of condoms he picks up must have been like $60 or something. Well, no, but it, but it was 80s pricing. So it probably would have cost what it costs today. Yeah, I guess you're probably right. <laughs> but also he does this like really stupid gag where he picks up a box of condoms and it's like a full size. This is a big old box. And he like holds it. Like at least, and I think there's at least six condoms in this box. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking even a dozen in there. It was a pretty good size box. But he like picks it up and he looks at it and he looks at the rack and he picks up a second box and it's like, Damn, dude, how long do you think you're going to be up there? She invited you to look at a sunset. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Calm down. Um, so, Fabio, so sorry for, like, we're, we're jumping all over the place, but this movie is very jumpy, and honestly, once it gets to the hotel, it hardly leaves it. So, yeah. uh, there's, like, a, there's a sequence with Fabio and Country Bet Midler where he is, like, Hey, I want to see you up in my room. Like, let's, no, because let's he's because City Bet Midler and him already talked about going up there, and she said she was going to go change and meet him there. And then he sees her in the lobby in a different dress, and is like, "Oh, are you trying to go out again?" And she doesn't understand that he means come bone in my hotel room. Right, right, right. And so, as a matter of foreplay, he gives her the plans to destroy the town because he thinks that's going to get her all riled up, which it would have. Had it been the right I mean, yeah, it sure seems like it. Yeah. And then the desk guy gets cold cocked by City Batman. <laughs> Just who's like, punched out. Yeah. He shows like up with a little Mac. Two boxes of <laughs> KO. He, he, he shows up at her door carrying two boxes of condoms and she is not into that. I would not be into that at all. Um, so Fred War. So we're, so we're like cutting all over the place. We're like all these different pieces are happening kind of simultaneously back in the restaurant. Fred Ward is talking about how wonderful the little town is it Jupiter, Jupiter hollow, Jupiter hollow. Uh, he's telling about how great it is. Like he, you know, every night he watches the sunset on his porch in a rocking chair and everybody's really nice there. And it's like this really lovely little community and says all these really great things about the town and city. Lily Tomlin is like, man, that sounds like a place that I want to live. Um, and so meanwhile, all right, hold on. What I just I'm gonna do this a little bit differently just because I think it'll be easier for narrative purpose. So he ends up kissing uh, City Lily Tomlin, and then she's in a feathered robe and a retainer. By the way, yes, she is. Uh, And he like goes to kiss her goodnight, and he goes to bunk with Richie Rich's dad and the other guy who like we're like we can't let this guy have our sight. We'll just let him sleep in our suite, Uh, which again is like an enormous room. and so there's this weird moment when he enters their suite where, like, he's like, oh, I couldn't – do you guys have to share the bed in there? That would be weird. How about I share the bed with you, a total stranger, and let you guys well, who because, are friends Because they, have- they're talking, and he's wearing – the one guy's wearing a kimono, and he says, nice kimono. Did you get that in Nam? And the guy says, no, Fire Island. So I was like, oh, they are gay. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Then it quickly was established. Yes. And he starts just doing push-ups shirtless, and they're both, like, drooling. And then after yeah. that, he's like, oh, you have to share a bed? That's not cool. One of you can take the couch, and, and I'll share it, and I'll bunk up with you guys. And they're both like, um, yes. <laughs> but, like, how is that like? How it's is that better? Because he thought the idea was one of them was sleeping in the bed and one of them was sleeping on the couch as a normal sleeping arrangement. But now that he was yeah. bunking with them, they had to share a bed, okay. and he was sleeping on the couch. Okay. Because sharing a bed is gay, and so you don't want to do that. Then why does he offer to share the bed with so a that, stranger? So that they don't have to. Okay. That seems worse for everyone, though. Like, it seems like he offers the worst possible plan, where it's like, okay, there's a bed and a couch. We have two friends and a stranger. The ideal is to put the stranger on the couch, not have him sleep next to you in a bed. They want to bone him, though. 
<laughs> You're missing that I don't think he part. knows that. I don't think he knows he that. He does not know the... that. Because no. I thought this okay. movie was about to get real homophobic real quick. Yeah, no. I, I was, he was like, afraid. wait, are y'all sharing a bed? And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, what have we done? <laughs> I had like quantum leap. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so meanwhile, in the adjacent in an adjacent hotel suite, uh, Country Bet Midler and Country Lily Tomlin are having like a, a girls' night in the in the hotel. Like they're eating some of that fancy cheese and they're watching some like weird courtroom drama. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was and, real. I don't know. And then they find the paper. Uh, Lily, Country Lily Tomlin picks up the envelope that Fabio had given Country Bet Midler earlier and was like, "What is this?" And she's like, "I don't know. That guy gave it to me." And then they she looks at it and she's like. Oh my God! This is the plans to destroy the place, Jupiter Hollow. Jupiter Hollow, and so they like we have all the proof we need. This is great, blah 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 blah. So they send Country Bet Midler to get more information out of Fabio, and she buys a uh, a dress at this like no, did I make that up. I think you made that up. I have this at the part where like both Bet Midlers buy the same dress. No, no, that's later. All right, Lynn, you go. Um, so the next morning. Uh, the uh, Richie Rich's dad is talking loudly to his boyfriend who is naked in bed reading the newspaper about how they can't find the country people. And when the guy who's trying to propose to country Lily Tom, Fred Ward, Fred Ward is in the other room. He's like, if you guys are trying to find the country people, I'll take you to them. I know where they are. He gets out of bed and just like keeps the newspaper over his crotch. Yeah. Which feels weird for this country man. Yeah, no, I feel like he would re- react to that weird. Uh, the kind of guy who is eating a croissant and he says, as soon as I finish these pop darts here, would not be cool with the dude's dick hanging out behind a newspaper. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is, I'm just going to speed around this like next chunk of plot and then we'll go back and dissect okay. it. Okay. So country Lily Tomlin is sitting down to breakfast in the lobby. Country Bent Midler goes in to see her and is like, oh, look at these fancy syrups. And she knocks the bread over. And when Country Lily Tomlin bends down, Country Bit Midler pours syrup all over her blouse. And is like, oh, no, there's syrup on my blouse. I better go change into something else. So she goes to the store to buy a new one, a new suit, the suit, the, hotel, the store that is in the lobby of the hotel. Then City Bet Midler in her, like, stern New York woman uh, skirt suit goes into the breakfast room and like sees Lily Tom Country Lily Tomlin and they sit down and they start talking and Country Lily Tomlin's like, You look like you're running a women's prison. You should go change. So City Bet Midler's like, Fine, I will and then they get the check and they leave and they go into the store where City Bet Midler is wants to try on the same skirt suit that Country Bet Midler is already trying on. Yes. So, and so at this point, for the last twenty five minutes of the movie, both Bette Midler characters are literally wearing the same outfit. But they did it for a payoff that I really appreciated. Because there's there's more breakfasty stuff, whatever. So at- there's like way too much time at the breakfast table where like the woman is talking to a woman who she thinks is her sister but is not her sister. Yes. Like they do they repeat that scene too many times. Yes. To me. So um that's the point where I wrote in my notes, I hate your rotten guts, Andrew. <laughs> City, Just so you know. Country, Bette Midler, and City Lily Tomlin go into the bathroom first. Then City, Bette Midler, and Country Lily Tomlin go into the bathroom next. <laughs> I know! And the Richie Rich's dad and Fred Ward see them going in. Um, this podcast is going to sound like the ramblings of two <laughs> madmen. It's people are going to be so confused at us trying to talk about this movie. Like people, if you are still listening to the show, I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Because we like, just said red, I am one bet and two bet or red, one bet, two bet, no, red, no, lily, we two broke lily. it down in the most logical way to do it. It's still just really fucking confusing. <laughs> one bet, two bet, red bet, blue bet. That would be worse. <laughs> then how are they have to just arbitrarily remember which one we assigned? We gave them good nicknames. It's just bad. It's confusing. Um, you sound like an insane person. I have seen the movie, and I know what you're describing is wholeheartedly accurate, and you sound like a goddamn crazy person. You sound like the hobo character in this movie who keeps telling people that there's some regenerative portal in there because the people keep coming out doubled. That's what you sound like. Yes. But, so what happens is, um, the first two are already in the bathroom stalls. 
Then we see City Bet Midler walk in, and there's like the way the bathroom set up is that there's a, a a wall and then a chunk missing, and then another wall, and both the walls have mirrors on them. And I was like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Both Bet Midlers are gonna be walking on either side, and they're gonna think it's a long mirror and not an open chunk. And that's exactly what happens. And it is so brilliantly executed in a far style that I was just like, Mwah, perfect. It's just, just hard to explain. Game. Huh? They play the mirror game. Yeah, because they like walk and like, wait a minute, this is weird. And they keep going back and forth until they realize that they're people. And it's amazing. It, it takes until there are just 14 minutes left in this 100-minute movie for the characters to actually finally meet and like that part of the plot to set in motion, which is crazy late for this kind of movie i thought i would think so yeah also just as an aside before that bathroom bit um country bet midler is like walking into the bathroom and she's kind of holding herself like a little kid does when they have to pee yeah i saw that it was really weird it was a choice anyway so so 15 minutes left in this movie and it's time to get to like the big payoff of this meeting so they they go in. They're like, "Oh well, we'll figure everything out." And then City Bit Midler's like, "Wait a minute, we can't all go in together. People will freak out and not know what to do." So I'll go in alone. I'll stop the merger. You guys go sightseeing. And Country Lily Tomlin's like, "Uh, I see right through this plan. You're not gonna do shit." So they kidnap her and throw her in the closet. And the like, the Country Twins are like, "We'll go into the meeting." And City Lily Tomlin is like, wait a minute, Country Lily Tomlin, you can't talk because that's not how things work here ever. And also, I loved the like uh, City Lily Tomlin turning on City Bet Midler and like helping to to throw her over. The yeah, thing. it was I great. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, like yeah. Oh my God, it's a double cross. <laughs> oh, the show was Dynasty. Oh, okay. So Country Bet Midler goes in to make the presentation, and she kind of bumbles her way through it, but essentially is like. Hey, this is going to be a really bad look for us. Like, we're going to be making all these people lose their jobs. It's just, it's not a good look for the company. And it's implied they like already assholes. had a major screw up last year with some kind of like Santa company layoff. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, look, we just, it's a bad time for us to do this. We should do something. We should wait on this, you know, do this another time if we're going to do it. Um, who votes to save the town? And like a bunch of people put their hands up and like, yay, they save the town. So here's where the movie gets really off the rails into crazy town and like the first hour and the difference is it's explaining it sounds crazy no matter what but like watching it it all makes sense now it stops this is where it gets totally batshit bananas crazy so city lily tomlin decides well all four women walk up and all four of their suitors are standing there and confused yes and then Several of them just switch husbands. They all switch husbands. Like all four of them switch. Like country bet Midler is like, oh, I'm just married to this dude now and I have a kid and that's just my life. Do they tell them? Because it's not implied that they tell them. Nope. Like, are they just assuming each other's lives? Because city bet Midler leaves with the Italian man. City bet Midler's like, I'm fucking out with this Italian man. Deuces, bitches. And so like, did they tell the husband or do they just like assume I don't know. Like, and by assume, I mean like assume their lives, like pod people. <laughs> they say that they call them pod people in the movie. Cause like that's crazy. That's the cra- That is perhaps the craziest thing that we've ever seen in one of the movies we've covered. In the I show. agree. I and think we watch some weird shit. Super like, fucked up. The idea that country Bet Midler is just gonna slide into city Bet Midler's life and be her, like be her kid's mother is fucking crazy. Yeah. Also, why would you want that? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand what her motivation is to want that because that's not what that character has wanted through the whole movie. It's not like, oh, I want to be a woman and have a woman with a family. It's like I want to live in New York. And now, and I was like, I want to be a New York mom with a family. It's weird. It's weird. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I. It's bizarre. It's a really, really bizarre turn for the end of the movie. Um, and then the final, final joke of the movie is the hobo who I mentioned before, who keeps commenting on the twin thing looks to his right and there's like a clean cut clean shaven version of him and the hobo also has a twin i guess sure yeah uh final thoughts it's fun it's it's weird and confusing but it is super super fun i i don't think it's as fun as you because i was more deeply confused than you i think so i'm not gonna recommend this one i recommend it 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We really, really appreciate it. Come hang out with us on Friday, May 19th at the Single Carrot Theater in Baltimore and hear us do a live show that should be really, really exciting and fun. Uh, we've had a blast with the previous ones, and we'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, if you want more information from us, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Dissecting the 80s. Uh, we're on Twitter at Dissectamania, which is slightly different. Uh, we can also... we all. We're also at dissectingthe80s.com, which is where you can find anything you'd ever want to know about the show. And if you'd like to get if you'd like to get in touch with us, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you on the hotline, 856-D-I-S-S-E-C-T. Or you can do the thing that we want you to do more than any other thing, which is rate and review the show on iTunes. Don't care what star rating you give it, we just want your feedback, and we will read your review on the air. Why don't you tell the people what our next episode is? It's another of my picks, but this is for the month of May. We are doing robot movies for Automaton. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, I liked it. We will be, did I say the movie title? No. <laughs> we, we will be doing the Bernadette Peters star vehicle, Heart Beeps. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. And until May 6th. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow!